Checking in on the NFL Power Hour, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, is former Steelers running back Merrill Hodge. And Merrill, uh, let's get right to the Lions and the Dolphins. The Lions played an inspired defensive first half, and then they stunk it up offensively the entire game, and the Cowboys pulled away and won by a big number that wasn't as close as the game really was, but a loss is a loss in the NFL. Dan Campbell and the Lions are reeling. Now they're back at home Sunday against the Dolphins. What do they need to do to get that much-needed victory? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, it's funny. Um, no, not funny. I mean, it's always interesting when you, when you watch tape. You know, what, what changed that game was um, was no nothing um, football fundamental. Stuff you know, it's not it wasn't like an X and an O um, things you drop on a board. You know, execution of a play. It was about a, res- a relentless effort that you have to play this game with, and that was Micah Parsons. Okay, Micah Parsons runs down. Um, I'm forgetting his name, the tight end there. You know, just before he scores and gets him. Now where he comes from and the effort that he gives to make that tackle and hold him up a half a yard short. Well, in the very next play, um, number 90 does a great job of penetrating, you know, forces a fumble, and the game the game spirals after that. So, you know, like, listen, I can, I can I feel for the Lions. I feel for the coaching staff. Um, kind of been in those predicaments before. You know what you do. Um, what I do, I, I went in that meeting, and I would have shown the effort that changed the game. And that's what we need to do because at the end of the day, we're you, you guys are pulling the pin on yourself. You know the Lions are pulling the pin on yourself. the majority of the time. It's self self inflicted. So those, as hard as they are, and they're the most brutal ones, they can be corrected the easiest. Um, and I'm sure that, that staff is frustrated because they keep doing that. Like they they play some really good football. You know when I looked at them and studied, I compare them to the league. You know not not just to the opponent they're playing. You know, they do, um, at least they have developed one thing they're very good at. It helps you win a game and helps you consistently win, and that's they, they run the football. Um, and they do that with purpose, and they establish that. Can't be in many games the last two years that they haven't done that. Um, in fact, that kind of helped the, the Dallas game, quite honestly, because they were able to do that. They were complimented very well. Then that happened, and the interception happened. Um, you know, then they gave up a couple of big, of big plays on the running game when they'd done so well, and it just it spiraled out of control after that. So, you know, um, the one thing you have to do as a leader is you have to find ways to learn and grow. Um, the best way to ever do that is from a professional perspective. Most, every successful person I've ever dealt with does this. you got to self-evaluate. You know, if you can't do that as a pro, you can't do that as a coaching staff, then you can't grow and you can't move. Um, and there's no harm in showing, okay, this effort here, okay, that changed the game. That's what we need every down, every play, every second. Um, so, you know, we'll see how they respond from it because, you know, you know, there's moments like this. To me, I think it can be great growth. You know, as devastating as it was, you know, because um, I've kind of I've ridden, I've ridden the wagon with you. I mean, I'm, my best friend's been a Detroit Lions since we, we were eight years old. So I've, I've lived with the Lions forever listening to his family. So, um, and then watching him personally, really in-depthly, you know, and really my entire career at ESPN doing it, um, you know, I can feel their ups and downs. But, you know, these critical 
debacles, you know, you might be able to find that little diamond, you know, that, that changes the course of your season and how you guys move forward. One in five, though, man, it's all about wins, losses in the NFL. I get yep. culture, I get strategy, I get execution. I, I understand all of that, but you're really judged as a team uh, by wins and losses. They're one in five. Uh, they're four games behind the Vikings, and they get the Dolphins. So uh, a lot of speed, a lot of quick releases yep. from Tua, a uh, very active defense. I'm trying to figure out how the Lions can beat the Dolphins on Sunday. Well, I will tell you this. They do have some things that's not going to go watch. I guarantee they're going to watch the Steelers. They're going to watch teams that have had success. Even though the Steelers didn't beat them defensively, they schemed them as good as anybody schemed them all year. And and you have to do this. You know, at the end of the day, you got to understand what they do conceptually very well. They, they they have a really good RPO system, and that ball has to come out quick for Tua to be successful. He's a very limited passer. If you make him reset his feet, um, and he throws, starts throwing the ball down the field, and it becomes a Hail Mary. Okay, so you've got to get him into those positions. Um, how do you do that? You know, a lot of the things that the Steelers did is, because they do an RPO, instead of making the entire defense read things together, there was a lot of plays where um, like a third of the defense played pass based on where the wide receivers were, and maybe linebackers included this, and then the other people played the run. You know, if you're going to play a zone concept, um, the man concept, um, you know, gives you some other flexibilities with that. But what you can't get, what you can't do in this when you play them, you just can't get fooled by how they paralyze the box with those, the fake, the misdirection, a guard pulls, you know, all that looks like run. And then you create a void and the ball comes out real quick and it's a seven yard throw, but it ends up being a 15 yard game or a 50 yard game, you know, with the speed that they have. So um, my um, Cincinnati uh, did some things well where they used some robber coverage. You know, that's the coverage I'm seeing more and more teams use. And that's really to give your listener an idea of it was if, or what it is. is like you have two deep safeties initially and then the snap of the ball. One of those safeties is free to drop into the box. And he can do one of two things. He can help double a guy or he can just read the quarterback and go where the quarterback goes. You know, and a lot of quarterbacks get fooled by that. I've seen the greatest quarterback in the history of our game, Tom Brady, throw a pick in the NFC Championship game to end the game off that coverage. So I don't care how long you play, you can get fooled by it. So they have some things that they could do, and I think they have the personnel to do it. You know, they have great speed at linebacker. Um, if they can do some things up front with, you know, getting pressure off the edges like they've been doing. And then they got to play the run like they did in the first half because Miami will run the football. Um, you know, they, they're pretty good and committed to that. So you're going to have to neutralize that first. And when you do that – you know, then then they are limited in what they in their RPO thing. You know, they once you take that away from them, then they're then two is in real trouble. So I, I still think you have you have a really good chance. You know, to line up and beat them. You know, because you know they they are not. I don't think you know. I, they're not they're not as great as as people may um, claim that they are, just because they have the speed of wide receiver. Your quarterback's limited. And if you can put him in a bad, a lot of bad spots, and you can get him there, um, he's a very below-average uh, player. His name is Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, former ESPN insider, joining us on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups. When a team's reeling like this, 
Merrill, take me inside the practices the week before this Miami game. Uh, they had the bye week. That's your recharge time. You're one and five. You are what your record says you are. How does Dan Campbell rally this team like he did at the end last year? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I've been in a scenario like that as a player, and, and leadership is vital. Your head coach, critical in how he handles this. I'll give you an example. We had the worst. We had the worst 0-2 start, maybe in the history of the National Football League, based on how we got beat. Okay, we got beat at home, 51 to nothing. This is 1989 by Cleveland, division rivalry. We walk up to Cincinnati, we rally, we put it behind us, and we get beat 41 to 10 by Cincinnati. So now we cannot be a, a more pathetic group, and we and we feel terrible. I mean, you know, everybody's telling we're the worst team and worst start in the history of football, and um, we we. We had nothing to defend that. And I'll tell you this, our, our meeting that we went into right after that, that on to start, we couldn't have been a more depressed group um, as a team. And I remember what Chuck Knoll did. Chuck Knoll stood in front of us. He said, I've heard. I've seen everything they're writing about you. I know where you stand as far as history goes. But I want you to know one thing. I believe in you. As soon as he said, I believe in you, I'm telling you, like in that room, you felt it. You just felt the energy shift. You know, you felt I did. I'm never sitting up my feet going, okay. He goes, now listen, we, we got a, we got a lot. This, this is an arduous turnaround here. But here, here's what we got to do. And then he orchestrated, really mapped out how we had to start rebuilding, rechange, changing some things. And we had Minnesota, ironically, speaking of the division, coming into town, and they were all 2-0. Um, and they thought, throttled people. You know, we ended up beating them. Um, so... You know, it, it starts there. You know, what he does, I, I don't know. But you got to do something that gives belief in in your players because, you know, players are human beings too. You know, you you, you know, that's, you got them all fighting their tails off, okay? Nobody did any of that on purpose. And there's nothing more depressing as a player when you try and everything possible and you still walk away with a loss. Um, to your point, you know, your record is your record. You're right, you know. You get hired and fired by those things. Um, but there's still a human a human element to this whole aspect. And you have to play to that, and you have to find ways to build them up and get them back, you know, going in a forward position, you know, because all you can do is Miami Dolphins, we win this one, that changes a lot of things. That just gives us a chance to start moving on to win another one and dig ourselves out of this hole we got. I have to tell you something, Merrill. Looking at the rest of their schedule, a week ago I thought, hey, they could beat the Bears twice. Maybe get Green Bay at home. Maybe the Vikings at home, who have been lucky but good sitting at 5-1, and one. but then I watched the Bears uh, surprise the living daylights out of me on how well they played the Red Hot Patriots. What's going on in Chicago? Well, because it is you, 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 me, and everybody else in Chicago, because I'll tell you this, that was the complete antithesis of what we saw against Washington. And I will tell you this, I, I don't think I can remember a time that I saw Bill Belichick's team taken off guard. They were off. I mean, they got taken off guard by the Bears' offense. That quarterback uh, power or sweep that they ran on them. Um, There's several plays that you could tell they were completely blindsided by it. Um, the Bears' defense, the way they attacked them, the way they pressured them, completely unaware. I mean, they had them on the ropes and never let them off the ropes. I mean, it was a, a, a thorough challenge that I have not seen Bill Belichick's team ever take. Now, I'd hate to be the Jets this week that they played because I would tell you this. 
you talk about Chicago being a different team from last week, uh, the Patriots, I promise you, will be a different team. Now, that being said, let's go to what the Bears did. Um, aside from doing those plays I just mentioned that caught the Patriots off guard, you know, they really went back and simplified things for, uh, for Fields. You know, they did, they moved him and they did half field reads. Um, they ran the ball in a lot of passing situations, not just so they stay fresh off him. You know, now the score allowed them to do that, but they really did a lot, a great job of managing the game, putting him in really ideal situations. And he responded like that. You could tell he, he threw the ball with authority. He, he was confident. You could tell he, he, he was processing things, not like the Washington game where his head was on a swivel, he was uncertain, ball was going all over the place. Um, he was flinching, he was hitching and stuff. Um, none of that existed. So uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, anybody can have a game. I, I told them what they had. You know, if you had a really bad game, you had a really good game. They've been inconsistent. Um, this week will say a lot to, you know, where their growth is as a team and, and Justin Fields. Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, former ESPN Inside the NFL analysts, now part of our weekly DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Make sure when you want to get in on the action on the NFL Thursday night, Sundays, and Mondays, always use code HUGE when you sign up. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE to get in on the NFL action. Speaking of quarterbacks, I want to get your breakdown here before we're done on what has gone wrong with Jared Goff. He looked awesome against Seattle, basically pretty good uh, to start the year. And the last two games, he's looked like dog meat. Where did it go wrong? Well, now listen, unfortunately, that's kind of been Jared's M.O. I mean, you know, um, that, that's kind of been his flaw. You know, there'll be times where he's he's in rhythm. He, I don't know, let's go back when he's in rhythm. The, the, most, the best one, when he's in rhythm is when... You guys are controlling when he was at the Rams and they're in control. They were dictating the line of scrimmage. They were running boot action, run action, you know, defined reads here, either or, you know, not these full complex reads where you've got to, you know, process a lot of things and work through coverage differently. When he's asked to do a ton of that is when he runs into trouble, when you can make it more simple for him. And keep in mind, I don't care how good your quarterback is, I still believe it's one of the best ways to be consistent throwing the football and explosive too, by the way, this off of, off of hard run action where, you know, where you really paralyze the box, you give them hard looks. Um, and then you help your quarterback with that moment of hesitation. He's going to get in underneath coverage, maybe even over top stuff because they can get caught up in, in their eyeballs, looking into the backfield and, and get frozen. He plays better like that. If you can play a lot of, if you can function with a lot of football like that, I, mean, I think he's going to, then you got a guy that can, be really effective for you. If you're having to start going, you know, four wides and empty and, you know, dicing a team up, that's, that's not what he has done well. That's where he has had his moments of struggle. And, and you've been in, you've been in moments like that, you know, um, uh, that, that have exposed that, you know. So that goes back to, you know, how you could probably – re- uh, resurrect this team and it's offense. You already got that running game. It's already established. You got to keep, Kind of keep building on that. Can't ever leave that. I can never um, disappear on you. That's got to be a live component of everything that you do when you do it. And then you can you'll build your offense off that, and you can keep him in in the strength of what he does. Yeah, you could see when Swift was in the lineup because he's a house running back from anywhere on the field, and 
uh, when the running game was setting up the passing game, that's when uh, golf is at his best. We'll see what happens Sunday against the Dolphins in Detroit. Lions need to win that game or... I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule. I, 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 I don't, they could finish one in 16. I mean, it's, uh, I know it's the NFL, but amazing to look at this team where they were at one and one with that double digit lead against Minnesota in week three on the road. And now they're literally the worst team uh, in the NFL. And here we are only six games in must win Sunday against the Dolphins. We'll talk next week. Look back at the Miami game. Always appreciate your NFL insight. You got a big dog. Have a good weekend.